When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, kids. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm me. You would be you. The man at the helm, the man flying this airplane at 30,000 feet is Jack. Uh, we're going to put Jack back to work today. I think the last time I did a show a couple weeks ago, um, we took uh, text comments and and I, I was having that conversation. You know, am I, am I taking from Barnburner? And Jack said no. So I want Jack included in the show. So moving forward, text away. Leave your comments. I guess it's really leaving your comments. It's not texting, but leaving your comments on the stream. We'll try to get to as many as we can during the show. Um, So it's one of those days I got to be honest with you. Now you have my full focus. Thanks to Danny Austin. Danny Austin uh, doing the last couple of shows while I was away. Um, Love live from 55, which is the CFL show he does, but also really like him in this environment. Man, he can do uh, this. He can do this sports talk thing good, gooder than me, you might say. Um, so, thank you to Danny for doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, we are live on Treaty Seven territory today. Uh, we are an inclusive. Uh, everybody is welcome. We are allies here. Uh, it is Pride Weekend. Uh, I will be in the Pride Parade uh, with uh, a couple of options this year because I'm very proud that the surge will be there. Uh, but uh, I will be part of a contingent with the Flames alumni, Mike Sebek and myself and a couple others. Um, so excited about that. Uh, proud to, to proud to be out there and, and, and having those conversations. Uh, Brett Sutter, captain of the Wranglers, son of Daryl, brother of Chris, son of Wanda, nephew of Brian, Ron, uh, Ron Rich, Brent, Gary, and uh, Dwayne and others uh, is going to join us. Um, all round good dude, all round good dude. Um, and I've been thinking about this conversation because I do not want it to come off as me going, why, what are you doing? But nobody, I don't think would have blamed Brett Sutter if he walked away from the game at 36 thousand plus games in the American hockey league and another 60 or so in the NHL, uh, former flame draft pick, uh, I've always enjoyed my conversations with him. Um, both on and off the air. Uh, so looking forward to having him join the program. Speaking of said program, just a game. Of course, um, our good friends at uh, Ski Seller Snowboard did, 
did Danny leave the liners? <laughs> yes, I think he did. Okay. Anyway, this is I I don't need, look. Okay, it's no big deal because I can tell you this: they're back up and running the three stores. Three stores are open. McLeod Trail, get get there. The Labor Day sale is on right now until the fourth. So some great opportunities for you to get skis and snowboards at a, a terrific rate. So ski seller snowboard, ski seller snowboard.com. Again, Labor Day sales on right now. The other uh, friend of the program is the Oodle Noodle Studio, which we were in live. Rumor has it, and and by rumor I mean their social media. Apparently, another Calgary location opening up very soon for Oodle Noodle. So well, we we certainly are excited about that. Um, all right. I got some things I need to talk about. Been away for a while. Lots has happened. Um, a lot of it's really kind. I got to be honest with you. It's like getting kicked in the nuts. Uh, John Herdman is now ex of our national men's national soccer team, football team, and now the head coach of Toronto FC. Um, disappointed. John's an excellent coach. A couple of weeks ago, Peter Labardius was on. We were talking about John Herdman. Um, he's done an amazing... You'd be hard-pressed to find a non-player who has done more for the sport in our country and our national programs than John Herdman. First, it was with the women's team and then the men's team. His um, accomplishments speak volumes, especially considering the crap that he has to go through daily. Um, that one caught my attention. The other sports story that I think is worth noting, the other story in the world of sports that I think is worth noting, um, and I want to be really clear about this. I have no problem with sports betting, sports wagering, sports gambling. I don't do it. I don't play fantasy. It's simple. I got asked to be part of a uh, a fantasy league here at the nation. And I said, thank you, but no, thank you. And the reason is uh, when it comes to fantasy sports, I draft based on character. I have really high character teams, good morals, can't win, but high character teams. Um, no, I have zero problems gambling. I've been concerned about the way that sports wagering, um, advertising and sponsorship, it, it just seemed like a big giant bubble. It just seemed like everybody was rushing in and trying to, to make the most of it while they could, et cetera, et cetera. I was part of conversations about bringing sports gambling. And, and by parts, I mean, I never had a voice in it. I just was in the room and listened to the calls about bringing sports wagering to junior hockey. And, you know, ethically, I think when you deal with all of the sins sins uh sin sector um whether it's you know used to be cigarettes used to be demorier this and you know winston that that that's gone away certainly alcohol which is still part of the sins you know sin product sector uh marijuana cannabis uh, gambling it's all tricky and and very in, uh, you know very delicate and needs to be handled correctly uh ontario has come out and said as of february celebrities Athletes are no longer allowed to promote sports gambling. They can promote the challenges of sports gambling, the problems that it presents, but they can't. What bothers me about this story is it was so predictable. It was so predictable. 
Premiership self self-regulated in England. They removed all sports gambling advertising because it was creating problems. The problems are simple. The problems that we have and we need to address are underage gambling. That's it. Again, I'm not calling for a ban or anything like that. I am a little disappointed that in our zeal to collect the dollars, and this is, I'm more worried about the bigger, we, we have great partners at the nation. That's, you know, Ryan does some good stuff. It, it, it's, it's for adults and it's perfectly fine. I have no problem with it, but it, it seemed a little too predictable that we ended up where we ended up this week in Ontario. And I suspect we're going to see other jurisdictions um, fall suit. So just wanted to make mention of that. Also the PA, uh, PWHA, Announcing its inaugural six team lineups. General managers were announced today Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, Boston, New York, and Minnesota. Really disappointed Calgary didn't get a team. Understand fully why Calgary didn't get a team. Um, but really disappointed Calgary didn't get a team. We have great people around in the game officials, coaches, general managers, broadcasters, and everything like that. Um, talk to somebody close to the league today. They're very excited. Um, I have been critical of the National Hockey League. Believe I was critical actually this week of the National Hockey League, suggesting that they did the equivalent of thoughts and prayers for the new league. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I have been since educated that the National Hockey League will have a very active role in the growth of this league. So I'm happy to hear that. I'm not at liberty to discuss what that role will be, but I am happy to, under, uh, to understand that uh, in one case where I was, believe it or not, wrong again, for the first time again. Um, I was happy to be educated on that. Which brings me to coming back and heading into September. By the way, it is September. I have declared war. I am declaring war. I will declare war. And I am coming for you. If you are an institutional thinker, if you utilize institutional thinking, I'm coming for you because I got to tell you, I am up to my eyeballs and I am so sick and tired of we're the gatekeepers. We'll tell you what's right and wrong. We've done it this way. We'll always do it this way. I see it every day in the charitable sector from people who should know better. I see it every day in the sports sector from people who should know better. We are choking ourselves with institutional thinking. We are not servicing athletes, their families, the public. Doesn't matter. We're chasing the dollar. Everything's a dollar. Everything's about a dollar. Everything's about cost. Everything's about revenue generation. Everything's about budgeting. And we've lost our way. So I have declared war on institutional thinking. A couple of days ago, Bill Peters was introduced as the new head coach of the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Let me say this. I like Bill Peters. Knew him when he came to Calgary. Met him for the first time when he came to Calgary. Got to work with him on a couple of things. Talked to him a lot. Found him engaging. Found him to be, a, 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 a to me anyway, a generally nice guy. Like, no problem. So in the middle of the night after a game against Pittsburgh, and, and that's it, that's the last time we see of him. And then we find out um, about Akima Lou's experience and the fact that the Chicago Blackhawks 
covered it up. The Carolina Hurricanes covered it up. But the Calgary Flames had to deal with it because he was their coach. I want to talk about Akeem Alou, who has an interesting connection to the Calgary Flames. He was a player that came into the league with a fair amount of pomp and circumstance. Wasn't a, a really high draft pick, but was a player that if you were paying attention to the draft, you knew his name. But it never panned out, it never panned out, it never panned out. And then all of a sudden, one day, Jay Feaster gave him an opportunity. He went to Abbotsford. Troy Ward worked with him. He ended up in Calgary. His first game against the Anaheim Ducks, he scored two goals. Now, it didn't pan out, but he had that cup of coffee with Calgary. Fast forward to four years ago. Akeem Alou makes some very pointed accusations that have, ne- that have not been disputed. They, they, they're fact. The, the, his accusations are not in question here. That Bill Peters went out of his way to mistreat him as a player and used racial epithets at him, towards him, with him, and tried to bury him in the ECHL. And the Chicago Blackhawks were complicit in this. And then Bill went to Carolina. As my understanding, there was some issue there about whether or not he physically abused a player on the bench. These were the reasons Bill found himself on the outside of hockey looking in. Wednesday, it's announced that he's taking over for the Lethbridge Hurricanes. I have so much respect for Julian McKenzie. Um, he wrote an incredible article. I know, I know, but Rob, it's the athletic, and I have to pay to be there or I have to pay to read it. If you have not, his article alone is worth the subscription to The Athletic. This is the type of writing I loved and I enjoyed that I got from George Johnson, that I got from Eric DeHatchuk, that I get or get from Eric DeHatchuk, that I got from Bruce Dobigan, that I got from Scott um, Cruikshank. This is good writing. And it's intelligent writing. And it calls into the questions the decisions that were made and the decision-making processes of the institution of hockey. Ah, there he goes again. Rob is railing against the machine. He's going to get all upset again because they won't let the gay people have a jersey that they can wear before the game. No, I'm still angry about that. I believe in second chances, but what I won't, what I don't believe in and what bothers me the most about this situation is that somehow this became about Bill Peters and not Akeem Alou. Bill Peters used a surrogate to reach out to Akeem Alou. Akeem came for, listen, I mentioned Akeem Alou. He started the HDA after this, the Hockey Diversity Alliance. They're hard asses. They are not friendly towards the National Hockey League. They have an agenda. It is not collaborative. They are antagonistic. And they have that right to be. I like collaboration. I really do. I wish Akeem Alou could put on a happy face and join the National Hockey League and solve racism. But that ain't going to happen. 
and he has chosen his path and he is unrelenting and he's he called it out he called it out again bill peters did not call akeem alou he had a coach friend call akeem alou disappointing really disappointing um the western hockey league put out a statement on this this is i found this statement to be fascinating and it was kind of the first time that I was introduced to Shades of Humanity, which is a consulting group. Great. I'm a consultant. I have nothing against consulting groups. You should. You need to, if you have a problem, bring them in. And I know the Western Hockey League under Rod, Ron Robinson's watch last year put in some very interesting pilot project programming for players. Um, but I have also been on the other side where I was asked to do an interview when the the league was, you know, being sued and, give the Western Hockey League side on this. Uh, I, I, I I like junior hockey, but it's an institution. I think Steve Hamilton is a wonderful coach. I do. I really, really do. But I think he coaches in a league that's an institution. I've known Ron Robinson now for many, many years. I would consider him a friend. Don't buy what we only found out four or five days ago. Why? You don't have one of these? You're going to write Akeem a letter? You're sending him a package? What does is, what is four or five days have to go? Look, I said it in a tweet I put out. The institution of hockey thinks this whole thing is a made-up thing by the media, that the media is the only one that perpetuates it. That When I talk about the institution of hockey, I'm talking about the governors, I'm talking about coaches, I'm talking about general managers. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not every one of them. I don't even have names for you. But I've been in the room before and I've heard it. Oh, those guys are out to get us. Oh, they don't understand. The Western Hockey League, the Lethbridge Hurricanes, Bill Peters, dropped the goddamn ball. Sorry, Ty. Drop the ball. Drop the ball. Drop the ball. The institution of hockey continues to look like from the outside and have no reason not to think that it's run by a bunch of guys that look like me. Oh, you don't know. Oh, it's just these people complaining again. Salim from TSN. Salim from TSN. He went there. He did great reporting. Nobody went there and said, oh, oh, yeah, now I get it. There's his tweet. Okay, so Shades of Humanity says he's changed. Cool. The consultant who somebody's paying says it's working. It's institutional. Bill Peters needs to prove this. And, and proving that, he, he does not need the blessing of Akeem Alou to coach. He doesn't. What he needs is an acknowledgement that he tried to apologize, which he didn't. Getting somebody else to call on your behalf, got a real good opportunity to get back into the game, but he needs you to bless it. Akeem Alude, that's his experience. He's the one that went through that. He's the one that gets to determine where forgiveness comes from. But at least talk to him. The league, the Lethbridge Hurricanes, at least talk to the man. Have the balls to do that. Sorry, that's what it is. Oh, we just found out late in the process, four or five days ago. And there's this. Anybody who's a parent has found out news breaking across their desk 
and then spends the whole evening trying to call their kid till they get a hold of them. It's been done before. The institution of hockey failed again. It failed. And to pretend it didn't fail and to put a spin on it is disingenuous. There are so many good people in this game. And I believe some of the names I talked about are in that group more often than not. But this is wrong. Doing away with warm-up jerseys because you don't want to hear about people complaining about gay people recruiting at our hockey games is wrong. This game needs leaders. It has managers. It's wrong. Akeem Alou deserves an apology. He deserves it directly from the face. I don't understand how you don't find out where he is and fly down there. I'm all for second chances. Bill Peters deserves a second chance. No problem there. But now all of a sudden, a consulting group that I've never heard before all of a sudden says, he's good. Go ahead. If you ever, if you and I get into this kind of trouble, if I do this in the nation network, says, you know, we can't associate ourselves with this. I'll tell you, the first thing I'm doing, first thing I'm doing is seeking out somebody like a Kevin Hodgson, seeking out somebody like the Center for Newcomers. If I truly understood what I did wrong, truly understood the mistake that I made, truly wanted to make a difference, then I go back into the community and I help. Do I need cameras there? No, I don't. No, I don't. But I need to be out there working, doing, learning, understanding the experience of others. Hockey failed this week. Hockey failed this week. Hockey failed this week. It's okay. We'll get another crack at it. And I'm here to tell you, at the end of this show, there is good stuff in the game. There are good people in the game. There are. And again... I, I, I know this is not the popular thing. I think the people involved here are generally good people. One of them made a big mistake. But it's the industry that's taken over. It's the industrial thinking that's taken over. We're not worried about the person. We're worried about the profit. We're worrying about the wins and the losses. Again, head pull out of rear. It's easy. Um, Labor Day this weekend, we'll get to that. Lots of positives. I will go on that, but I believe our guest is here. So rather than making him wait anymore, courtesy of our good friends at SkiSellersSnowboard.com, SkiSellersSnowboard, uh, three locations are open. The big three are open right now. The legendary Labor Day sale is on right now until September 4th. You would be doing yourself a disservice not to at least go down, get inside, find out what's going on. Minimum, go to SkiSellersSnowboard.com and check it out. Um, a pleasure indeed for us uh, to bring in our next guest, sixth round pick of the Calgary Flames back in 2005. What does that mean? Well, it means that he's probably playing with players who were not born before he was drafted. Uh, he is the captain of the Calgary Wranglers. And this is part of you know, funny going on a rant here, Brett. You, the most impressive part of your resume from an outsider standpoint, three years captain in Charlotte, two years assistant. Associate captain in Iowa, uh, five years in Ontario, and now going into your uh, second year in Calgary uh, as the captain. Um, that's 12 years. You've been a pro for 17 years. 
That man, that my friend is very impressive. How are you, sir? Let's start there. You good? Yeah, I'm good. You're making me feel old here. Are you or aren't you? <laughs> I'm young between the ears and that's all that matters, right? Is it, but is that why you're, and I don't ask this because I think I asked this as a celebratory question. I mean, oh, you know, what does Brett have left? He's coming back. Awesome. Like, I think it's great. But there's a lot of guys that would have gone the other way. Why are you coming back? What's what's your motivation? I think there's a lot of things. Um, I think, number one, you still love being at the rink every day. You love competing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get the camaraderie of, of your teammates and, and your brotherhood that you have at the locker room every day. And for me, that's the part that I've always found most special. And, and I'm really not ready to let that go yet. What? So I'm going to drill down on it. What part? I mean, what... What gives Brett Sutter the biggest smile in, in the morning when you go to the rink? What's the part of it you love the most? <laughs> that's tough. You know, just seeing everybody, you know, I think that's the yeah. best part of the day when you get there and, you know, you, you have your cup of coffee and you're sitting in the locker room kind of for your, you know, 15 or 20 minutes before you really got to bear down and get to work and, and catch up with everyone. And, and, you know, by the end of the year, you know, everyone's, it's, it's a family in there. Right. And, you know, I've been on a lot of different teams and, Unfortunately, this one we have here in Calgary is as, as close as I've ever had, and, and it just makes it special and makes it fun. And and uh, I think that's a, a big reason we had a lot of success last year is, is just because of that buy-in you have with each other and, and what everyone means to each other. Well, so why would this team be close? What What is it? What's the magic secret sauce? Who's doing what to, to bring everybody together to be on the same page? You know, I don't think there's any secret or magic behind it. Um, you know, I think prior to me getting here, they were a close team in Stockton. Um, I think when, when there was a bunch of change over last year, I think all of us new guys came in and we kind of fit right in with the, with the mold and the DNA of the group mm-hmm. and how they wanted to play and, and conduct themselves. And, and, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things we don't, we don't have any outsiders. It's, it's, you know, you're going for dinner on the road with a different guy each week. And, and, uh, you know, when you, ask you know one or two guys to, to come for a barbecue or a beer the whole team shows up and that's just kind of the the team that we have and and it's pretty fun to be around has that been a norm for you in your stops uh yeah i think at times it has been but i think last year was was another level i think obviously winning contributes to that uh, you know when you're coming to the drink every day with a smile on your face and things are going well that, that helps a lot um but like I said, like this is probably the most that I've been on a team where we, we kept in touch over the summer and guys are texting and Snapchatting and doing all this stuff to, to kind of keep in touch and see how everyone's doing. And, and uh, yeah, I'd say this is probably one of the closest teams I've ever been on for sure. Again, I'm trying to avoid this cliche of making you feel old, but how much does technology now kind of play into this? Because, again, you know, I'm looking over your shoulder. I forgot to mention you were the captain of the Red Deer Rebels too before you turned pro. But in junior, you wouldn't have been on these all the time, right? Texting and things like that. I mean, nobody's too far away anymore, are they? No, you know what? It's made things easy. Um, even just for like uh, these young guys that have families back home and staying in touch with everyone, it's, it's incredible, really. So I know in our team, we have a group text group. Uh, we have a group snap group, Snapchat group. And there's just so many fun ways you can you can keep in touch without having to you know, pick up the phone and have a, have a conversation with someone. If you just want to send a, a funny picture or send a note to someone and uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty awesome.
I, I am curious about your observation of playing in the same rink as the big club, you know, especially on young guys and, you know, guys who are new pros. Um, is this the, this is the first time you would have played in the, out of the same building with the big club, right? Yeah. And uh, in LA, we, we practice in the same rink. Um, so we just kind of a lot what we do here. We practice in the same rink. So we've seen them a lot every day. Our locker was right next door there, but then we played out of a different rink. And then here, obviously, you know, playing in the saddle dome, it's good. I think it's good for guys to have eyes on them all the time. It's almost like that, the back of your mind, you have to give that little bit extra every night because there's always a lot of eyes on you. So I think the transition was good last year. The saddle dome got busy at times, so we kind of had to roll with the punches about, uh, you know, ice time and, and where we're getting dressed and that sort of thing. But I think for the most part, um, the organization did a good job of, of making it feel like home for us and, and uh, I think it was a good thing for those guys to, to be around the development staff and, and coaching staff and management of the Flames more often. I, I kind of went through your resume earlier. I'm, I'm curious about, I love the concept of leadership and good leaders. You're, you're captain in Ontario for five years and then you come here. Was the responsibility, the requirements for you, were you a different, did you need to be, were you asked to be a different leader here than what you would have done in Ontario? Uh, no. I don't think so. Uh, just don't have to be you, just, you just try to be yourself every day. And for me, you know, the pillar of, of, of being a, a good team is to be good teammates. And, and that's, that's as far as it goes right there. Make sure you're, make sure being yeah. yourself, make sure you're taking care of each other, be a good friend to every guy in the room. And then when it comes time to compete, put your head down and work. And, and that's, that's basically as easy as it is for me. So, Hang your hat on being a good person and the rest will take care of itself. You know what, Brett? Um, I think I've sent you a really bad link. So what I'm going to get you to do is I'm going to get you to hang up from this link and we'll get you to reconnect. You're, you're a little choppy on that end, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it might be my fault. So if you don't mind, um, we'll get you to reconnect here and uh, we'll get you back on. So Because uh, I don't want to miss the answers. That's what you're here for. I want to hear the answers. So we'll do that. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll just get yeah. <clears throat> Okay. You bet. We're going to get Brett to uh, reconnect. And, you know, sometimes, you know, Jack, I know, right. It's not foolproof, right? No, it's not. It's not foolproof. We experienced that yesterday with Jamie. It was a little, uh, a little shaky, but yeah. But you similar to this. Yeah. Okay. It's just, did we pay our bills this month? <laughs> I'm just checking. I, I'm assuming we did. We have, we, we have every month to this point. Why would we stop? Right. So, uh, no show on Monday, by the way, this gives me opportunity to bring you up to speed on the schedule, no show on Monday. Um, and then we will, I believe Barnburner goes back to a full schedule next week. Our full schedule will start the first week of October. So we're going to stay Monday to Friday through September, but return to our Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule and all of our regulars coming up in October. We got Brett back, uh, Brett, sorry about that. Tech, you know, here we are talking about technology and how it keeps teams connected, but we on this end, at least, we take it for granted. So thank you for being patient with us. Nope, now we can't hear him. <laughs> Damn you, technology! Uh-oh. Jack, can you see if he's muted on that side? or Can you, can you hear me? No. <laughs> No, he can't hear us. All right. Uh, Jack, any ideas? I have no idea. 
reset can we send him a new link yeah no. i'll uh brett i'll email you another one here okay there we go hey listen it's the first of september we're all working through it um oh and then we're back next friday with the show with a guest to be determined yet um however uh coming up i can tell you in the next couple of weeks uh brent cron will join the show and brent is going to make a big announcement really excited about that um also i did want to give a shout out to our pal uh trent mcclellan uh the general manager of the halifax killer seals expansion franchise in the national hockey league only thing that needs to happen is they need to announce it um but the touring comedian Trent McCollin, friend of the program, just opened for Jerry Seinfeld. You may have heard of him. Um, he's got a new podcast, a 30-minute podcast. Can you imagine that? Who can do a podcast for 30 minutes? That's silly. All right, let's try this again. Um, it is the bane of our existence. How about now, Brett? Can you hear us? I got in business. All right. Okay, perfect. We'll keep going. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about last season. And, and what it was like in comparison to others uh, for you. Very, very good regular season. Um, I think a very good playoff. I, I don't, you know, every, obviously a winning a, a Calder Cup is the end goal. I get that part. Um, but no shame in, in falling to a team like uh, Coachella. Um, very competitive. Uh, from a hockey standpoint, where does that season rank for you last year? Yeah, I think... I think it's right near the top, but it's probably right near the top about for uh, disappointing endings too. Um, sure. You know, I think that last series could have gone either way. I thought there was a couple games that we lost that we should have won and, and it probably could have went vice versa too. A couple games we won could have went the other way, but I guess that's the way playoff hockey goes, but uh, it's just disappointing. I think we kind of had all the pieces. I think we had the you know, mentality in the room of, of wanting to get it done. And, and when you fall short, it's kind of a, you know, a gut, punch in the gut and uh yeah it's one that definitely has stung for a while and, and still thinking about it so it was uh it was a great year it was a fun year i'm proud of our team um but at mm -hmm. the same time I think you always want a little more at the end you know there's always a danger in, in picking out and pulling out names because you know it's a team you know we've talked about that for the last 10 minutes this is a team i do want to ask you about dustin wolf and, and he's the most talked about flames prospect in a long time um, you know, back-to-back -back MVPs, back-to-back -to -back top goalies. I, I, I don't know what else he can do. You've been around the game for a while. Do you have a, an ability, a, a gauge on, you know, what dominating at this level can mean at the next level? How do you look at him, him and where he can end up? I, I think he's really special. Um, you know, I think everyone sees on the ice and his ability to move and his skating ability and, and competitiveness on the ice. But I think off the ice, he's exactly what you want out of a goalie. He's, uh, he's fiery, he's competitive, but at the same time, he's so even keel and, and ready to go for the next day. And um, yeah, just an incredibly hard worker. He's a great kid. He's got his head on his shoulders and I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a special one for a long time. He, he's you know i saw him when he turned his first pro game before he went back to everett and he got lit up he didn't you know just everything went in and then the next game nothing it was just it's incredible it, does he have that it when it comes to being able to process and and push things behind it's so important for goalies right 
Yeah, I think his preparation is just next level. I think just like you said, yeah. he might have had just a handful of games where you're like, oh, that might not have been the regular Wolfie this year. Well, the next game he'd save yeah. 50 shots and not let it go. And yeah. like, well, he's back. Like that's, it doesn't, it doesn't take much for him. You can just flip a switch and, and uh, he self-evaluates very well and he's, he's competitive about it. And uh, I think that's what drives him is he wants to be the best every night. He wants to be the guy that puts the team on his shoulders and wins you the game. And, you know, he's done it his whole career. And I would expect that that's going to continue with uh, the way he works and, and uh, the way he approaches the game. How much, how much time do you, or, or will you spend around young, you know, all prospects, but the young prospects that are getting the attention, the, the Pelchers and the Poiriers and the Zaries. I mean, what do you have a, a grooming role for them? Is, is there any ask for you as a captain of, you know, of getting the, you know, the top end prospects more ready than others. Um, I don't know if you do it more than others, but I think especially playing in a Canadian market, you just make sure that you're there for them and make sure you, yeah. they know that, that if they need someone to talk to, you're there and support yeah. them and, and try to just block out some of the outside noise, um, you know, stick to your process and, um, you know, listen to the people within these walls that are telling you what you need to do to get better. And, and uh, you know, I think it's more of a, a belief thing, like show, show that you believe in them and, and help them believe in themselves. And, uh, and our team's very good for that. We got a really good group of older guys and a good mix of young guys and, and everyone's very good at, at supporting each other and then being there for each other. And I think with those, with those high end guys, it's just making sure they know it's a process. It's not, Uh-oh. Oh, Jack. It's not your fault, Jack. It's just one of those days. Solar flare, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We we could go months, months, and never never have a, an issue. And now, uh, unfortunately, uh, and I'm loving this conversation, too. I know. I know. Well, be, just be patient. I got nowhere to go. All right. We'll okay. get it back. All right. Is he frozen or have you dropped him or? Yeah, he's just frozen. He's just frozen, eh? Hmm. It, uh, maybe we should just go back to phones. Yeah. Oh, maybe. hold on. He's getting a call in, maybe. Yeah. Well, he's texted me. <laughs> we'll try it one more. Okay. I'll, I'll send him another link. <laughs> okay. One more time. All right, I'm just going to send him this text and is sending a new link. How's that? Okay. Yeah, you know, now I'm now I'm just staring at the camera. I don't even know what to say anymore. No, no, we'll get we'll get Brett back. Um Thank you for his patience. It's, uh, <laughs> oh man. It's Friday. It, you know what? It's Friday. What are you, what are you, you going to get mad at? <laughs> like, what are you going to get mad at? It's just, we all know it. Uh, we all have those days, right? Uh, you're driving along and you're talking to your significant other, you're talking to your boss or whatever. Uh, bang, the phone doesn't work anymore. It drops. 
we rely on, especially on being a streaming show, we rely on technology. Uh, you know, I got big feet. Sometimes I knock stuff out. Uh, who knows? He will, uh, uh, he, yeah, we'll get him back on here. Third time is the charm. That's how I view this. Third time will be the charm. And we'll make it work. By the way, just out of, uh, if you're curious, um, he, he being Brett, cause he doesn't really want to talk about the age stuff all the time, but Brett is sixth all time in the American hockey league with 10,044 games. If he plays most of this year, he's going to jump up to fourth. All right, Brett, thank you so much for your patience. I appreciate this. Uh, we yeah, got I'll you back. Oh, too, you changed location. Go. Just in case it's on my end, I'll change spots. No, no problem. Um, let's okay. So let's change gears a little bit. Um, how's your brother? How's Chris doing? Uh, he's good. Yeah, he's just back on the farm now. He's uh, he's still working on the grocery store back in Viking. He's been there for I don't know at least ten years now. So he's great. I went home for a week uh, at the beginning of August and spent some time with him and mom and dad and and uh, it was great. How did he like his role this year? He was, he was, you know, an ambassador and, and, you know, was front and center in a lot of things. You know, I know, I know Chris well enough to know he, he doesn't take it for granted. He likes it, but how did he enjoy the role of ambassador? <sighs> Is he back? Hold on. I see movement. There you are. Can you hear us? Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I could hear the microphone briefly, eh? Oh, well. It's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. But Chris, Chris, what's that, Jack? Go you ahead. could resort to a phone call. That is a real possibility. Is, there, is it a, a real thing? You just got to hold your I can take your phone. All right. Really want okay. So you come over here, and I will give you the phone. And you're damn right. We're going to do this old school. So... <laughs> I am going to call him, and like the old producers of old, 
you were going to say, Hey, it's Jack from just a game. Can you hold on? And I, do I have to yell or will he hear us? All right, we'll figure it out. One way or another, you guys are getting this interview. That is our pledge to you. We are going to get you this interview. Hey, Brett, it's uh, Jack here. You mind if we just do this over the phone? Yeah, that's fine. I'm not sure what's going on. Saying I got full connection over here. You, you know what, Brett? It's sometimes it's just the internet playing games with us, right? <laughs> yeah, I can hear myself laughing. That's not great. <laughs> All right. How about now? Brett, can you hear me now? Is it working? Yeah, I got you guys. All right. So, again, I'll just quickly ask you, how, how much did Chris enjoy being a, a front and center ambassador this past winter? Uh, you know, he really liked it. He's, you know how he is with the, the dancing and the energy thing. He thinks he makes a, a real difference every every game for the guys. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things on the bench where the, the guys are starting to help you and they're kind of actually getting fired up about it. So he had a lot of fun about it. He was uh, he was pretty ecstatic when he found out I was staying in Calgary and he'd get another opportunity to hopefully uh, do some dance cams again. So, um, you know, I think it was a pretty special year for him getting to stay in Alberta and, and be a big part of the team for a year. And, and I'm sure he's going to miss that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so overall, I mean, it, it is uh, I hate to ask it, but I'm just going to blurt it out. Is it is it awkward at all? I mean, you know, you're still with the organization. Your dad's not with the organization. Chris, you know, was on both sides of it. Did, is it just business? Is it just as simple as that, Brett, or am I, or am I oversimplifying everything? Uh, you know what? That's one thing that we've always done a pretty good job of. Obviously, when you grow up in a hockey family like mine, you're always going to have some overlap. But we've always tried to, you know, keep a, a line between us. Like even last year, there wasn't really much crossover between us, mm -hmm. other than you know him being at some games and, and watching us. Uh, so for me, not a lot changes. To, to be honest with you, it wasn't something that was ever really talked about in the room, other than you know a few a few chats here and there about guys asking how the family was sure. and, and stuff like that. So for me, it's just, you know, yeah, you're just getting on with, with the daily work. And, and I think the guys would, would accept it either way. Brett, why, why the American hockey league for you? Why not go to Europe at some juncture? I mean, the, the, you know, I was just mentioning when we were trying to reconnect there that you're sixth all time in games played in the American hockey league and you play most of this year, you're going to be right up at the top. Um, wh why not go to Europe? Um, you know what, kind of at the time that my, you know, NHL call up time was ending, we, we thought about it. Um, at the time the money in, in Europe was, was a little better than it was here, but, um, for me, the American League was always the next closest thing to the NHL. Yep. Um, you know, you're still getting to, you know, to dip your toe into the water, so to speak, with being around those guys all the time and, and playing with the prospects and other guys that are going up and down. And, and for me, it was the closest thing to being in the NHL, and it, and it keeps me uh, tied to that league, league in some way. And the American League just treated, uh, you know, me and my family incredibly well over the years. And I'm proud that I've, I've played this long in this league. and and uh, continue to do so. So it wasn't it wasn't anything we ever really took seriously. 
going overseas. What what matters? What motivates you at this point? I mentioned, I mean, moving up on the all times game playlist is that important to you? What I mean, obviously championships. I go that goes without saying, but are are, are there any personal goals that you still chase? Um, no, for me, uh, like the personal goals, the two things that I play for now is I want to win a championship. I want to be able to help a team win. And then I get a lot of satisfaction about helping, you know, other young men achieve their goals and, and make it to that next level. So for me, those are the two reasons I keep playing. I, I like, I like to, to help these guys and I want to win. And that's basically as simple as that for me. Will you, whenever the end is, will you stay in the game? Is that the plan? Um, you know what, I've, I've really tried to be someone who, who takes it a year at a time. Yep. I, I, I feel like when I start looking too far ahead is, and having one foot out the door is, is when my game's going to fall off to a point where I can't play anymore. But uh, I guess in the big picture, I think it'd be tough to completely walk away from this game. Um, you know, I've been around it my whole life, and I love it dearly, and it's it's done so much for my family. and. And uh, it's obviously something that, that I would really greatly consider. But for now, I'm a hockey player and, and uh, hopefully just uh, keep the mind worrying about that. How has the game changed at this level from when you started to now? What do you notice is the biggest differences in, in the game? Yeah, I think with a couple of lockouts and the rule changes, obviously the game's just gotten a lot faster. Uh, it's gotten a lot younger. Um, you know, even at the American League level, when I was was a, was a pup coming up through, we had, we had uh, you know half a dozen guys on the team that had you know wives and kids, and and it was an older group of guys. And you know now, I think this will be the second year in a row for the first time I'll be the only guy on the team with kids. And so it's definitely gotten younger. Wow. Um, but on the ice, it's just gotten so fast, right? And it yeah. became a big time special teams game. And, and, uh, you know, gone are the days of, you know, the clutching and grabbing and big, strong defensemen. And, and, you know, it's a lot more in transition and speed now. And I think that's that's what's best for the game. But that's definitely the direction it's moved in. Is it still a physical game? I know observers, we all want to weigh in with our thoughts, but you play the game. Is it still a physical game? Is it still as physical as it was? I think it's a different kind of physical now. Like, I think, uh, you know, the slashes and the cross checks and probably like these net front battles probably aren't what they were maybe 10 years ago but for me the you know when we took away you know clutching grabbing and some interference with the neutral zone is is uh i feel like the hits are, are coming really hard now guys are skating fast and they, you're not allowed to hold them up at all and, and you, you feel those hits pretty good right mm-hmm. yeah um you know, I've, I've often thought about if that's part of the reason you see concussions in games now is because guys are allowed to run around at full speed and hammer each other, and that's just that's the way the rules are built now. And and uh, so I think it's physical. I think it's just maybe a little different different style of physical than it once was. What about what about the coaching and the teaching? I mean, you come obviously come from a family of of you know players, but also coaches, very successful coaches, lots of you know, Jack Adams trophies winners in, in the, in the Sutter pictures. Um, but what about, you know, Mitch loves now moved on. You're going to get another coach. You know, you saw different coaches throughout your career. How has the coaching and the teaching changed since you came in? Um, I think it's just as the league's gotten younger and, and teams have, uh, you know, I, I think they've really started to stress the development side of it, working more with players, 
one-on-one. Um, you know, budgets have changed a lot in the American League in all facets of the game, from, from travel to accommodations right on through. But I think probably the biggest change is, like, the size of staff now. And mm-hmm. you have you have a, a member for everything, right? you got your, your skating coach, your skills coach, and, and everything in between, right? So I think just the ability to really work with, with players on a – on a single level and, and helping them develop their individual game is, is probably the biggest change I've seen. How travel. I mean, it, it's, you know, still it's not the NHL. I, I imagine it's better than it was. And I imagine it was much better when you were in the East and when you're in the West, but you know, how do you handle the travel? How do you deal with the travel? Um, yeah, I think you just have to be, you know, real, aware of how much rest you need and, and how you're eating and taking care of your body. And, um, it's one of those things that once a season gets going, it's usually hard for the first, you know, few weeks, few months, but your body really does get used to it. Uh, you know, you get used to, to coming in and, and grinding through practice and then maybe having a pregame skate. And by the end of by the time game time comes, you, you feel a hundred percent. So I think it's just a adjustment period for everyone, but, uh, you know, being aware of what you have to do to take care of yourself and, what you individually need to, to be ready to play the game at a high level. Um, Brett, we'll, uh, we'll come back to high. Uh, well, come back to the American league in a second. I do want to ask you a couple. Um, did you run the tournament again this summer? Did you have the Redskies tournament again? Or, or, uh, uh, yeah, we did. We yeah. did. It, uh, it went very well. Uh, Chris was my coach again. He gave our team heck the entire time. But other than that, it was a success. Uh, yeah, the kids' camp was sold out again in, in just a few minutes this year, so we had a, a busy week with the kids, and then the uh, the big boys came in, and, and we had a ton of fun, and we raised some really good money, so we're, we're pretty excited the way everything turned out. Well, tell me a little bit, tell the audience a little bit about who you helped, because it's it's actually the, I was confusing you with the retro, but it's Bretsky's tournament. Um, how, who do you help, and, and, and give us a little bit of sense of how much you've helped, because it's been going for a while now. Uh, yeah, so we actually, we were kids sport for the first few years and, uh, then we moved back to a smaller town in my hometown in Viking and we, uh, we actually now help out a, a whole bunch of variety of, of youth, uh, sport, uh, groups. Um, so it's just about like, uh, building programs and, and helping teams get underway and, and, uh, you know, kickstarting youth, youth groups around, around the town and, and, uh surrounding area so you know we're fortunate um the town has really jumped on board to help us out with this it's kind of became the uh the marquee event and almost a homecoming of sorts for a lot of people around that area and and we've been able to to really help a lot of kids along the way so um you know every year we we allow people to uh to apply for grants through us and uh you know we kind of pick what we feel is best and then what what each uh, organization should get and uh, and we just kind of go from there but but every year we we hear a lot of great stories about how much we're able to help and we're proud of that it sounds like the way that you operate that you were inspired by your dad and his brother's sutter fund that you know that the the, the great unknown about the Sutter Fund is all of the quiet little helps that were made in the community and the people that got help that there wasn't a lot of fanfare, but the fund was there to help. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing with your event. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not, 
definitely not a tournament that wants to, to go out and, and make a big name and presentation every time every time we help someone out. But yeah. but we're dang proud when we're able to raise the money to help all these these groups or individuals that that need it along the way. So um, you know, I, I'm lucky. I have an amazing group of people help me back home now. Obviously, being four hours away in Calgary, there's a lot of hands-on stuff that, that needs to be done there, and, and the the board does an incredible job helping me out and. Uh, you know, hopefully we can keep this going for a long time because we can see what it does for the town. And and, uh, and, we're, and we're, like I said, we're really proud of what we've done. So this is a, a good opportunity, a unique opportunity, and an important opportunity for me to thank you. Because when you celebrated your 1,000th game, the foundation, the Flames Foundation, donated $10,000 in your name and you directed it towards Superheroes Hockey, which Chris is the honorary captain of. And we were able to take a, a, our first team to a tournament in Ottawa. I know Kevin has called you and thanked you. I know, you know, we've, when we've seen you, but I wanted to do it publicly. Your generosity and, and your help with, with growing superheroes is, is incredible. And again, another Sutter story that just quietly happens behind the scenes. No fanfare required. And I'm giving you a little fanfare, but it just meant so much to all of us that you chose to do that and help us. So thank you for that. Oh, well, I was happy to do it. Um, you know, I was kind of mad at myself all year that I wasn't able to make it out to any of the skates. So I'm going to make a point of this year, making sure I come down and, and meet some more of the kids. I had a good chance to talk to a bunch of parents this year, but, uh, um, you know, I'm happy to help. And, and uh, it's such a great organization and every, all the work you guys do. And, and I'm proud to kind of been a small piece of that over the years from the background. Yeah, small. Uh, again, we can go on and on, but the tournament that you ran provided us with equipment that we still use today. So, uh, no, it's, it's incredible. So thank you for that. All right. Before I let you go, let's talk some hockey. What are your expectations? I mean, you know, this team went far last year. It seems to me that it's, you're going to be that team that doesn't get judged necessarily by its regular season gets judged by its postseason. Is that a fair assessment in the American hockey league? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, regular season means a heck of a lot just to get there, but uh, um, you know, I think everyone wants to be judged on how the postseason goes. I think that's the pride of the game. Yep. Um, obviously, things can change quickly in the American League with guys, you know, getting hurt or getting called up, um, up and down all the time, and who get sent down to us for playoffs. So things can change quick. So yeah, I think for us, it's it's just about you know making sure that regular season we get the you know, our playoff game in order and, and how we want to play when that time comes. And, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to come quick now, but uh, something something that you've been thinking about all summer and, and I'm excited to get going with this group. we got basically the same guys back other than a few guys uh, up front. So um, there'll be a lot of familiarity and, and some new faces mixed in. So it should be good. I, I said it before when I asked you about Dustin Wolf. I could go through the roster and ask you about everybody, but the one guy I forgot to ask you about, and I'm excited to watch him closely this year. Tell me about Poirier, the defenseman. Because I don't know why. I just, I kind of didn't pay attention. And then all of a sudden, the numbers started to pop a little bit. People started to talk about him. Is is this a guy that's close to getting that first taste of the NHL, do you think? Um, I hope so. Uh, he's had a tough offseason, right? He had surgery yeah. uh, after the season, and, and he uh, he's just kind of starting to get skating now. So, um, But he's a heck of a player. He's a great kid, really good kid. Um, he's probably one of the most skilled defensemen I've, I've ever uh, 
I've ever been around. Um, I think they want him probably to work on uh, the other side of the game a little bit because once he's on the offensive side, his instincts take over. So, um, you know, he's a guy that, that's going to continue to work, and we hope he gets a chance, and, and one day he will because um, he's got all the tools to get there. You remember your first NHL goal? And that's one I'll always remember, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty pretty special, pretty special for sure. Anaheim, right? Here at the Dome. Right? Anaheim here at the Dome? Yeah. Yeah, I was at home for at home for Christmas. Didn't have any of my, my gear with me, and then I got the call. I want to say it was like uh, December 22nd, but I was coming up to play the 23rd, I believe. And I had flown home from Quad City for Christmas break, and I was thinking, like, oh, man, like, I don't have gear. Like, what am I going to do? So I'm ripping through the garage and finding, like, old midget AAA gear and my Red Deer Rebels gear, like kind of anything that would fit and be half comfortable. And it's pretty cool. And the, the, my first goal picture, you can see the Red Deer Rebels gloves that I'm wearing. So it was kind of a special moment. I That I didn't know. I love that piece of trivia. That is fantastic. And uh, is that, because I was looking at your numbers, like, you know, you, you got 190 goals in the American League. You got a couple in the NHL. That one came from what, about six inches out? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Craigie Conroy did me a favor and missed the empty net, so I tapped in once a little better than he is. <laughs> How often does he remind you about that? <laughs> Quite often. I don't <laughs> see him often, but when I when I do, it usually comes up. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Uh, one of your former ter- teammates is uh, going to be honored, and that's Mika Kiprasov this March. I know you weren't around him a lot, but do you have any Kipper memories? I got a lot of Kipper memories. I'm just not so sure I should be saying them on the podcast right now. But uh, <laughs> just uh, he's one of those guys. You know, that whole team, they had so many good old guys, with Iggy and Connie and Reggie, and I could go on and on. But they were always, that older group was always so good about making sure when young guys came up that uh, you, you felt like you were included and, and fit in and you were asked you know, to go for dinners and hang out with the guys. So it was, uh, it was a special group to be around. And, you know, I was pretty lucky that that's the, the group that I got to be around my rookie season. Um, and my last one for you, and arguably the most important question I'll ask you all day. Um, is that Wrangler's jersey the best jersey in hockey? I love it. I love it. it I'm is. looking forward. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get another black one this year. Yeah. The, the flames, the flames one. Yeah. But, uh, I love our colors. I love, uh, Love the logo. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I like it too. Um, speaking of fans, I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you for doing this. More importantly, thank you for bearing with with us on the technology issues and, and, and letting us work it out. So thank you for that, Brett. Thank you for the very generous donation to Superheroes. But uh, just thanks for always being, you know, you're the guy that I'm walking through the parking lot. You always stop. You always wave. And you're always, you always got a smile on your face. And I appreciate that. It's an unforgiving business at times, but I can always rely on you to be a uh, kind of a, a uh, 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 calm in the storm, if it will, is. So thank you for all of that. And, and hopefully we're going to get to watch you for a lot longer. Brett, thanks for doing this, pal. Anytime, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, and apologize if any of the, the network stuff was on my end. But you guys have a great day and a great long weekend. Thanks, Brett. Brett Sutter, everybody, joining us, courtesy of uh, ski seller snowboard. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take Jack down and buy him something. I just have to now. Uh, and I think I'm just going to take him to ski seller snowboard and go, what do you want, Jack? It's a Labor Day sale. Take advantage. We'll oh go to any store. Hey, like, dude, you sat there for a half 
shower with them. They can't. I, did you get a picture? Yeah, I did. Okay, I gotta, we got to share the picture. Video. I mean, I love it because, and I'm not naming names and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but I've been in this business long enough to know that when stuff happens, I've seen guys just melt and I have seen other guys just freeze. And Jack says, well, let's call him. How's it going to work? Don't worry about it. I got it. Calls him. Yeah, we're going to put you on. Didn't work right away. Fixed it. Sat there, held the phone up to the microphone. Jack, I am I am so appreciative of that. Thank you, sir. That, that awesome. it, you are the you are today's number one star, number two star, and number three star. That's well, Brett's number three. Number two, you're number one and three. Okay, but uh, yes, thank you for doing that. that's amazing. And again, ski seller snowboard, their world famous um, Labor Day sale is on right now until the fourth. So make sure you check it out. Uh, do we have any comments that we want to bring up or anything? Uh, we've been we're going to solicit. If you want to drop a comment, a question, in the, or whatever, we'll, Jack's going to go through them. I trust Jack. He'll, he's going to ask got, the good we got a couple if you want to go. Yeah, let's do now. it. Yeah, sure. This is from Walshie. He's, yep. uh, he's always watching the shows here. Okay. Love to get more on the BCHL versus Hockey Canada. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, the BCHL took itself out of uh, Hockey Canada's. Uh, I hope this is what he's talking about. This is the, the, the issue that I know. Um, they didn't like the fact that uh, they, my understanding was they didn't like the fact that they were, you know, forced to play weaker divisions or weaker leagues to get to a Royal bank or now Centennial cup again. Um, it's a different league. It's always been a different league. They perceive themselves as a different league. And I'm not saying that as though they're hoity toity or anything like that, but it just always has been. There's more money there. The owners are more invested in the, in spending on their teams. So they broke away with, you know, lots of, lots of opinions on it. Some thought that they were going to, you know, the end goal was to create a North American championship between the USHL and, and the BCHL. And, you know, um, I, I've, I started in the AJHL. I always have a soft spot for the AJHL. Uh, I'm a Marty Knack award winner. So, you know, it's a very important league to me. I, I, you know, I, I look at Brooks and, and they're a juggernaut. I look at, you know, Fort McMurray when I was, calling their games. They were a juggernaut. Olds was a juggernaut. I, you know, I've been in the SJHL. I ran a team in the SJHL for three years. I, there's lots of politics of junior A hockey and it's not, it is not the same throughout this, the country, but I think as collaborators, you're, you're always better together. And I just felt like the BCHL, um, you know, walked away. I think they used under the guise of hockey Canada failing on, you know, some issues. They, they walked away there. Um, I'm not I'm not enamored with Wenatchee being given a team in the Western League to replace Winnipeg. I um it goes back to that institutional thinking, the war that I have on institutional thinking. What do you stand for? Who do you stand for? Um so we're all against the BCHL until we need one of the team's monies and we'll take their money. Um I hope Walshy that's what you're asking for, but um yeah, I uh, I, I again you know, being at a team level, I am acutely aware that teams always look at the leagues like they're useless. Sorry, that's the reality of it. And then I look at the leagues going, well, they don't listen to us or they they, they think they can do better. It, it, it's hard in, in these sports sometimes to get everybody. It's like herding cats. They all know, they all know everything. They all know everybody. They all know they're better. They know it. You know, I, I, you know, I, 
I have a problem with what happened with Bill Peters this week. I've, I've said that on this segment, but I also feel for the Western League and some other, they found out with five days to go. Why didn't, why didn't Lethbridge, as soon as Lethbridge, as soon as Lethbridge thought about Bill Peters, they should have let the Western League know. It's common courtesy. Because if, if you're sitting in Lethbridge and going, wow, where did that come from? I didn't see that coming. Then you shouldn't be employed. Sorry, you shouldn't be employed. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you're about to bring on a whole bunch of criticism, rightfully so, and then not to tell the Western League. Yeah, it's so. Anyway, Walshy, I got diverted there, but that that's my take on it. I, I you know, it, it comes down to the same thing as it always comes down to, dollars. Always comes down to dollars. Jackie? Next one. Any relation to a Scott Kerr? No. Next one? Scott Kerr. <laughs> I think the Flames <laughs> will make any death signings. Yeah, I think so. I, it's um, I, I know Ryan's probably listening now, so I, I I don't want to piss him off. I pissed him off like the last show I did. Hey, why are they always talking negative about the Flames? That's kind of the version I had. And then I said, well, you know, you know, we should do more positive stories. And then he said, we're doing a positive story. So and that's not exactly what happened, but that's close. Um, the PTOs, I guess, are always an option. Um, could they? Yes. Here's what I think happens. I think it's kind of the reverse of last year. Who was it? Sonny, was it Sonny Milano? Sonny Milano and Cody Eakin. Right. And Sonny Milano went on and signed in Washington, yeah. right? Right. Okay. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Craig Conroy and Brad Pascal and the rest of the hockey operations department, Dave Nonis, and, you know, in the case of the coach, Ryan Huska, want to give this group, because again, they have talked about this group. They talk. Oh, by the way, did we grab, grab the clip of uh, Lindholm? Or Ooh, we, I can go do that. Okay, we'll see that. Lindholm apparently spoke to a Swedish magazine. So, um, and it's shocking, shocking news. We'll get that for you though. Um, I think they want to let the kids come in and try. I think they want to give the Pelche, uh, Pelche. I'm getting Pelche and Poirier mixed up. I think they want to give Zary. I think they want to give Walker Dewar. I think they want to give all these guys, you know, the opportunity to come in and fight for jobs. Um, if it doesn't work, could they be a team that grabs a guy on a PTO from another team? They did it with Brendan Morrison a number of years ago. Uh, Sonny Milano turned it into an NHL contract. He was here. Remember, he was here. Um, so, yes, I think there will be some depth. I still look at the blue line and go, is that enough? And not enough. And maybe it's just because I am so used to seeing Michael Stone there. Well, they've got Michael Stone. If they get an injury, if they lose nine guys, they got Michael Stone. Right? But they don't have that. He's in player development now. So I'm curious to see if they bring in some depth on the blue line. What else you got for me? No more questions, but I do have this Lindholm. Do you have? Okay. So again, we're going to start, you know, you, you're, but Rob never takes, yeah, I know, but now I'm going to because I got Jack. And as we learned, Jack is a, is a superhero, right? So I got he, the quote he here. I, okay. Is there a video as well? I don't think so. Okay. I just was more curious. So anyway, this came out about an hour ago, just around the time the show started. Um, this is uh, Elias Lindholm speaking to media in Sweden. Uh, I'm willing to stay. My agent in Calgary will handle most of it. There's a lot we have agreed to, but I've said that I can consider staying. Uh, after that, it's up to the agent in Calgary to sort things, sort out the rest, and we'll see whether it works out or not. Um, Jack. Did he just say nothing? Pretty much, yep. Did he not just say a lot of what Michael Backlund said a little while ago? Pretty much, yep. Yep, okay. 
So either Sweden, Swedish is not an evolved language and it all sounds the same, even when you translate it, or he's not saying anything. Yep. Calgary's good. Got a contract. We'll see how it works out. It's up to the agent. And the boy. That's a, have you, I wish I had an, I've never had an agent. I wish I've had an agent. I, I always wanted to have an agent. Rob, what do you think about this? I don't know. My agent's working on it, right? Ooh, Rob, are you staying in Calgary? Oh, I don't know. My agent's working on it. I'm not saying it's a copo. That's not it. It's just, I don't, I read this and re this is like the eighth time I've read it. I don't know. If, is there a story in this? There's no story in this, right? This is not a story, right? Kind of feels like he's saying, give me a lot of money or we'll just play things out. I am willing to stay. That's good. Okay, we agree on that part. My agent in Calgary will handle most of it. Cool. It's up to them now. There's a lot we have agreed on. Excellent. The mountains are close. It's cold in the winter. It's warm in the summer. There's a zoo. We've agreed on all of that, I'm assuming. But I've said that I can consider staying. I'm a good guy. I like it. I could stay. After that, it's up to the agent, not my agent, but the agent and Calgary to sort out the rest. I need more money. I guess. I, I don't know. It just, it's, it sounds like just hockey speak to me. Yeah. Doesn't it? A whole lot of nothing. Sounds like a whole lot of nothing. Thanks guys. Well, again, we'll continue to add more comments and, and, and questions into the show because I want more of Jack and not less of Jack, more Jack, less, not less Jack. A uh, couple things to wind up the program today. Uh, the Labor Day Classic, uh, our, our friend, our pal, our buddy uh, over at the Stampeders, Jay McNeil, wants it to be a blackout. A blackout. I like the black jerseys, by the way. I really like the black jerseys. So uh, Jay McNeil is calling upon uh, fans to wear black. Um, this is going to be cool. It's been a while. Now, I wish it was 1-2. There you go. Labor Day blackout. Um, these two teams are coming in right now. Calgary, I believe Calgary's looking up at Edmonton, not the other way around, which is the way it's been for the last couple of decades. I wish this was one, two. It's not one, two, but Edmonton's quarterbacking is better. Calgary is really good at getting close and not winning. Labor Day is going to be really interesting. By the way, Edmonton just won its first home game in four years. So you've got that going. Um, now, with that game, really, really excited about this. So, Edmonton Calgary will be broadcast in Blackfoot on CJWE. So, really excited about that. Um, now, this is not new. The, es the Elks, the Elks, yeah, the Elks, the Elk, Elk, Elks have been doing a bit of this. Um, and now Calgary's getting into it. The guy calling it Butchie, Butch Wolfleg. You'll see Butch on the right-hand side there with his two hands. He's, he's called Hitman games in, and that's, that's him on the left there. Butchie's called Hitman games in Blackfoot for CJWE. So, you know, he, he does the every child matters games. And by the way, he's awesome. Like Butch is the funniest. He's he a couple of years ago we had him teaching players Blackfoot words and and oh he's just he's 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 a riot. He's a really really very accomplished athlete on his of his own. Um, 
has, is a huge part of the Sig Sika community, but just a really cool dude. So he's going to be calling the game in Blackfoot. Dear Commissioner, dear Jay, dear CFL, here's a freebie. Just throwing it out. Do not even need to credit me. I promise you I won't even take credit for it. With the declining coverage of the sport, with the space that is no longer needed to uh, host a robust media covering the game, would we please consider using the house camera and providing CJWE, Red FM, and other outlets the opportunity to do the games in other languages? Not just once, not just twice. Now, bear with me. But you're saying, Rob, uh, we should sell the... No, no, that is institutional thinking. This is building your fan base. This is making your game available. This is saying to new Canadians or non-traditional sports fans, why don't you try us? You can listen in Chinese, in Mandarin. You can listen in Punjabi. Harnarayan Singh, thank you. The leader there. You can listen in Blackfoot. Not just one game, but all the games. But Rob, how will we make money off of that? You will make money off of that in a couple of years when you build your fan base back up. But Rob, just the games won't. No, 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 no. Now you are creating content. You are creating content, which, bear with me, this is the tricky part, that you can take and give to educators which you can take and give to schools. What better way of keeping Blackfoot alive as a language and teaching it to young boys by using sports? By using sports. What way, what better method of saying to South Asian communities, you matter, you count. Here's some, here's some play-by-play in Punjabi. Again, keeping your own language. That's a freebie, guys. You're welcome. It, it's it's one that I wanted. To, I, it's my failure. I failed to do it. I wanted to do it. I've talked about doing it, but I didn't do it. I failed. And I am a product of failure. But that's a freebie. Um, Jared Anderson Dolan, Los Angeles. I should have asked Brett about him. Jared Anderson Dolan, uh, L.A. King, Calgarian. Um, I had the honor of meeting his two mums a couple years ago. Um, speaking of superheroes, that's him there uh, with uh, Sanji, uh, one of our hockey players. Uh, he held a, he went to Flames Community Rink, rented it, bought pizza, and brought out all the, the superheroes kids last weekend. They had a big party there. This is Jared Anderson Dolan doing this, giving back to his community. He has talk to heroes about the different programs in the different cities across Canada and has mapped out the LA Kings uh, road trips into Toronto, Winnipeg and other uh, Ottawa and other places that host heroes programs, not just superheroes programs, but heroes programs. He wants to give back. So as I take my run at hockey and the institution of hockey, it's important that I point out that there is good happening. And that young man at the bottom left there, uh, I, I met him when he got drafted. I interviewed him before he got drafted. Um, i really proud of him and proud of him as a Calgarian. So I want you guys to know that Jared Anderson Dolan 
is a good dude. You know who else is a good dude? Chris Cedarstrand. Chris Cedarstrand, uh, who is on this program, was, I can't, not the amazing race, but it's the CBC version of that. He's also a a former uh, para hockey player. Um, He showed up last week when I wouldn't. Uh, golf and I have a very, very difficult relationship. We ref- we refuse to see each other. We're, we're now seeing other sports, me and golf. But he showed up. That's Melissa David from Parachutes for Pets. Uh, that kid right there, uh, Chris Cedarstrand, does more for this community that nobody knows about, and including playing in golf tournaments, but including in making sure that uh, young people have the access to sledge hockey and things. And I could go on and on and on about the work that Melissa David has done. So I just wanted to put up a picture of him. And, um, it's like, Hey, I went on holidays. You want to see my slides? Um, how about this dude? This is the former captain of the Edmonton Oilers, but I prefer to him, prefer to remember him as former flame, Andrew Ferentz. Uh, he now works with the NHL on NHL street and joined us up in uh, St. Albert last week as we launched a new program, uh, pilot project to bring NHL Street and Curling Canada's Rocks and Rings to First Nations communities in the north, well, all across Alberta, but particularly in the north where facilities and access are an issue. And he has not skipped a freaking beat. He has not skipped. He is the same guy, but what he was in Calgary. He could not be nicer to the kids if he tried. He was everywhere. He played some street hockey with them. At lunchtime, they just had a ball and they were kicking around. He just quietly went out and kicked around the ball. Um, yes, he's the former captain of the Edmonton Oilers. And yes, he's, his hometown is Edmonton or, you know, anyway, close by. Um, but I will always remember him as a really good flame. And finally, uh, be on the lookout. Calgary Surge, our net gain shoes, which we have 10 sets, which were hand-painted by artisans here in Calgary. And they are going to be auctioned off for the net gains program uh, to help support basketball initiatives. So be watching the Calgary Surge social media. I want to point one thing out. All of the shoes that were painted, $36 at Walmart. 36, those, those are not Nikes. Those are not, those are shoes from Walmart. And part of the net gains program is to give permission to young people to start the sports with what they can afford We'll get you to the high-end shoes. We'll get there. But we're trying to make accessible sport access cool to kids. So be watching the social media of the Calgary Surge. Those shoes and nine other pairs are going to be auctioned off, one of a kinds, all done by local artists. Jack, I think that's all I can do. I don't think I have anything else. I think that's it. Um, Unless you'd like to call anybody. Because apparently we got a new way of doing the show now. So we could just call people. Random numbers. Good. Hey, we'll do call. This is how we'll do calling shows. Call Jack and he'll put you on the air. (laughs) I'll give away your home number. Uh, Thanks to Brett Sutter. Thanks for his patience. Thanks to you guys. And again, I can't say it enough. Jack, just incredible work today. Um, We're going to take Monday off. We're back next Friday. If you're wondering about the Wednesday shows, uh, we return with our Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule in October with Wednesday on October, Wednesday, the 4th. Until then, the month of September will be Mondays and Fridays. But the good news is the guys you really want to hear from, Barnburner on all the time now, I believe nine days a week. It's incredible. It's just incredible the work they do. Uh, it is Pride Weekend. Uh, make sure everybody knows they feel safe and welcome. 
Uh, take care of yourselves. Enjoy the last long weekend. When we return, we're going to be much closer to the start of the National Hockey League season. We're going to be into Labor Day football, the back half of it. And the NFL season is just about upon us. Major League Baseball playoffs. This is where it gets cool if you're a sports fan. Have a great day. And remember, I'm coming for you, industrial thinking. I'm coming for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.